sports listeners. I'm your host, Erica, the queen of teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. This whole hour of Santa Barbara Teen Athletes. Woo! And we're talking all athletes. Welcome, everybody. Whether you're on 1290 AM, 96.9 FM, or Eternity Ready Radio. A little love and shout to Jeremiah Ferris out at Eternity. How you all doing today? This is Erica Salda, the queen of team. We've got a beautiful group today. Don Sanders, our producer, Richard Dugan, Dr. Jean Stoltz, and she's actually brought a guest today. I'm really excited about that. Got Dominique Hackett in the house. Others are going to join later on today. But without further ado, let's do this because we've got kids in the house. We've got recaps. We've got Don's recaps. We've got DP Charger recaps. So let's start off with Romy Davies. What's happening, Romy? Thank you, Erica. And hello, everyone. This is Romy Davies, Sam Roba High School senior, still recording from Faro, Portugal, with this week's SB Don Sports Recap. On Saturday, the boys' cross-country team opened the season with a second-place finish at the UCSB Gaucho Invitational, scoring 94 points and finishing behind Ventura, who had 34 points, and just ahead of Harvard Wesley, who ended with 106 points. The five runners amazingly finished within 13 seconds of each other. Kanan Birkin in the lead with a 5K time of 17.05 minutes, getting him 17th place. Drew Dolezer was next in 19th place with a time of 17 minutes and 13 seconds. Blaze Show followed, coming in at 23rd with a time of 17 minutes and 18 seconds. And then Andreas Dibdahl and Oliver Levine coming in 24th and 25th, followed close behind with the same score. The girls finished in 5th place, giving the entire SB team a total score of 159 points and putting them behind Ventura, Harvard Westlake, Canyon, and Foothill. Scores for the girls included Riley DeSoto, who came in 23rd place, McKenna Show, who came in 38th, Belle and Caitlin James, who came in 50th, and then Maya Show and Tiffany Ball coming in 53rd and 54th. Coach Olivia Parisi's mentions how proud she is of the boys for packing together and putting on even tempo during the race, and just how proud she is for the girls for holding their own during the meet. In other sports news, the boys' water polo team had one away game last week, beating Newbury Park 13 to 12. It wasn't a bustling week for sports games, but lots are coming up, and to name a few, the football team is set to play Oxnard on September 10th, and the girls' volleyball team are set to play Buena on Thursday the 8th at 6 p.m. So tune in next week to hear how those go. That's it for this week's SD recap. Thank you, Erica, and see you next time. Thank you, Romy. Such a rock star, isn't she? She's amazing. Isn't she like the most amazing person? Um, she was referred to us by a four-year Don, and uh, Ava Burford was her name, and she's actually off to, I believe she's still in grad school, am I right? But anyway, her twin brothers play water polo, and uh, Romy gave him some kudos last week, which is really exciting. But... We have a Charger now. First week, we've got DP Chargers, and they're doing great. All their sports programs are doing fantastic. We have a returner, Matthew Weitzel from last year. He said, I'm in this year. So, Matthew, talk to me. What's going on over at DP? Thank you, Erica. Now let's get to DP's last week's recap. I'm Matthew Weitzel, and starting with football, those Pueblos crushes Nordoff Rangers 41-7. DP leading in sacks interceptions, and completion percentage. And the Rangers leading in forced fumbles and fumble recoveries. 
And now for the stats of that game. Rios with one touchdown, Trujillo with one touchdown, and Buso with three touchdowns. What an incredible game. Now let's check in with the girls' volleyball. They also got a win last Thursday against Oxnard, winning three games to one, starting strong in the first set with a 25 to 19 win, but facing a bit of turmoil in the second set, losing 25 to 15. They were able to pick it up for the final two games, winning 25 to 19 and 25 to 17 respectively. And now with the stats for that game. Michaela Cervantes with 11 digs and 14 kills. An incredible defensive specialist and offensive specialist. And for the leader of the night, that would go to Chloe Kaufman. They are currently undefeated in the league, and I hope it, we keep it that way. You go, girls volleyball. And finally, let's catch up with water polo. The Chargers crushed the Morro Bay Pirates 18-2, to only allowing the opposition to score one time in both the second and fourth quarter, and starting off incredibly strong in the first quarter with eight goals. Incredible week for DP sports. And with the time that I've left, I would like to shout out my friend Emerson Steady, who's going to Northwestern University. I hope you have a great time, buddy. Wow. Matthew, you killed it. That was a fun two minutes. So appreciate it. Down the road, we've got SM going to be joining. We've got the Cardinals going to be joining. Uh, just recruiting some more and more athletes. Uh, if anybody out there wants to participate in doing some recaptures, Give me an email, uh, queenofteensb at gmail.com, and we'll get you all set up. This is a great line item for college resumes, and kids are having a lot of fun. Um, I know we don't we usually do gratitude, but let's do this because we have a guest in the house. Dr. Gene Stoltz has brought a guest. I'm excited about that. I'm going to give it over to Dr. Gene. We'll be back right after these messages. <laughs> Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. All right. Welcome back. This is Dr. Jean, and this is Teen Sports Radio. I'd like to introduce to you a good friend of mine, an incredibly in t talented, embodied young man, Noah Block. Um, he's been in a variety of high school sports track and field, diving at San Marcos. Um, and he's also done a lot of ballet and rock climbing. And honestly, the first time I, I met Noah was uh, when he was with his parents at a, a dance event we go to weekly. And they were just spinning around and dancing. It was so beautiful. And then the next time I met him in person, he was halfway up a wall outside of yoga soup. He must have been nine years old. And I was like, well, who is this? 
kid. And now he's a grown man and he's attending Santa Barbara City College. He's studying biology. Um, he's looking to, you know, go to that, that transfer after the four year to a four year college. And he's also working with AHA and the Littlest Farm, practicing regenerative farming, teaching teens about farming and social emotional learning, self-awareness and leadership skills. So he's just really all around uh, got all kinds of skills. So Noah, it's so great having you here. I'm really excited to have you here. Nice. Amazing. So Noah, tell me, were you born in Santa Barbara? Yeah, I, I was born in Goleta, but I've lived in Santa Barbara pretty much my whole life. Excellent. How are you enjoying those SBCC biology labs? <laughs> I love them. I, um, I actually started out um, SBCC as a horticulture major to become like a farmer. Um, and through taking some biology classes to do that major, I switched my major to biology just because I loved it so much. Uh, and I had such great professors. The department is just amazing there. That is so and wonderful. You already, you're tutoring now, aren't you? Already? Yeah, I'm yeah. starting a I'm starting a job next week as a a biology tutor. Yeah. So I so. I want to make a plug for SBCC. Tell people about how, just how supportive the staff is and the access to professors and so forth. Yeah, um, all of the professors I've had have been really nice uh they really want to help um and it's nice being a smaller community college classes are smaller you get a lot more one-on-one -on -one time with your professors it's not like a room full of like 500 people where the professor doesn't know anyone's name like all my professors know my name and i can like refer to them by their first name uh it's just like a lot of like a closer sort of student teacher relationship i feel any what's what's your dream for what's your dream school if you could go to any school in the country what's your dream school uh any school in the country um i i don't know if i have like a dream school but i'm looking at a few cal poly slow um is definitely up there for me uh uc santa cruz is really up there um consider cal poly pomona i have a daughter who's hmm. attending the graduate program to get her architectural landscape architectural degree so she's mm -hmm. horticulturally based and uh, they have a tremendous horticultural biology department mm. cool yeah i'll look into that i'm all, yeah i'm open to uh to ideas if anyone ever has one nice well fortunately for you we have a college coach raya carpenter and she's amazing so if you have any questions or you need anything we'd like to you know gift anything that you need that we could uh help you in, on your on your journey because i might want something in return from you and uh maybe you can stick around because don't you just love his energy dominique yeah yeah how did you get involved in aha well um my mom is has been working with aha for a really long time she started out as their grant writer and then she became their director of programs and now she's the director of trainings mm. um and so I've just kind of automatically been part of it. I've been a teen since eighth grade. I was uh, participating in AHA groups. And then as soon as I graduated, I just started working with them. Yeah, we, we actually had AHA, I don't know, but it was probably 10 years ago. Oh, we had Tia yeah. out. Um, but can you tell, shelf, share to teens what AHA is and how they can join? Yeah, um, so AHA is a nonprofit, uh, stands for Attitude Harmony Achievement. 
Um, it's a program that works with teens. Um, we have a variety of in-school and after-school groups in the uh, middle schools and the high schools, um, completely free uh, for anyone who would like to meet new friends. Uh, we play lots of games and learn about um, social emotional skills, uh, teamwork, communication skills, vulnerability, all sorts of different things, uh, different things in different groups. So there's like a creative group, it's a guys group is a girls group. Um, there's the farm of course, where I work. Um, yeah, it's like a, a very wide and broad. Uh, and no, what's the week that they do is a weekend that they do, um, where there's like no, uh, electronics and that's really kind of like a bonding weekend. Hmm. Yeah. It's the, the digital cleanse is, um, something that started, um, last summer. Yeah, it's like a week-long camping trip at El Capitan, um, and I unfortunately didn't get to do it last this summer, but I did get to do the first one, mm -hmm. um, and yeah, that was really special. It's all about disconnecting from electronics and to be able to connect with each other. That yeah. is so fun. I used to take, I have five children, I used to take them out to El Cap. Any opportunity to go out there with a group of friends and unplug, we got to, it was a full moon, and we went swimming late at night, and we swam with the dolphins. Wow. Magical. <laughs> There's so much awesome. that happens when you unplug. Yeah. Yes. Don Sanders is in the house. He actually uh, donates his time at a farm. Pretty amazing. Little Your kids are a lot like Noah, wouldn't you say, Don? Yeah. And uh, I, I, I heard you express interest in the santa cruz i was just hearing in the news cycle recently there's there's a professor up there who's co-authored a study they track all the routes of the great whales that they use to go to the northern feeding grounds and back down south where they they give birth and and uh you know propagate and uh they're trying to get international cooperation to try and keep these channels or these 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 place these routes safe for for the whales i don't know if you've heard of that but that sounded that sounded really interesting i don't know exactly what your interest is in biology but yeah that sounds really that sounds very interesting i definitely am a little less sure about the specific branch of biology i would like to go down it's more into the dirt not into the agua right <laughs> well not necessarily i i was more like that before but I'm definitely a lot more open. Mm -hmm. I'm really interested in marine bio. I mean, I've lived by the ocean my whole life. Mm -hmm. And the Santa Barbara Channel is like, I've just learned through through my bio classes that it's like one of the most like rich, like aquatic ecosystems in the world is like right off the shores of Santa Barbara. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I would definitely love to be able to explore that. Yeah, and they've been, they've been trying to protect whales from getting hit by ships and things out there. Mm -hmm. the yeah, there's like, a lot of great conservation work too. Yeah. But what's up with all the seepage, though? I mean, the, the, if you go That's to other normal. parts, I know it's normal, but if you go to other parts of California and you look, if you even go to San Simeon, the water is just a completely different color. I you know, know. It, it's the naturally occurring oil uh. that's uh, seeping in our, but the, the color of the ocean water has to do with the temperature, right, Noah? Yeah, I think, yeah, I'm not like an expert about that, but it has to do with the temperature and the um the currents bringing yeah like in the channel we have like a lot of these sort of cold water currents that bring in lots of nutrient rich water which is like not that clear but it's because it's full of so many microorganisms um and rich in life nice 
That's actually a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I tell you, no, you're it's a typical. You're the prototypical uh, poster child for a teen sports radio future co-host. So if ever you wanted to come back. Uh, <laughs> If you would like to participate, maybe you could bring AHA. Maybe you bring your mom back. That would be great because we haven't had AHA out here in like a decade. I know. Can I ask a quick question? How did you start rock climbing? Um, I started when I was in junior high, seventh grade. Um, I remember my mom asked me if I wanted to like be on. She saw like a flyer or something. She asked me if I wanted to be on the rock climbing team. Uh, which they were just opening up for. You didn't have to really try out or anything. Uh, and I started climbing at the Santa Barbara Rock Gym, and I was on the, yeah, their climbing team. And I did that for a few years. Um, if yeah. any teens have not tried it, rock climbing, wow. I, it uses every muscle in your body, and oh, yeah. it's quite thrilling. Yeah. Yeah, I want to I get back into it. I stopped uh, because I was doing track. Uh, and then I never really got back into it, but I've always, I've always kind of had it in the back of my mind. How old do you have to be to do the rock climbing? Um, uh, any age, you don't really have to be a certain age. Cause uh, they've got they put ropes on you and harnesses and stuff. Yeah. 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 They, yeah. There It'd be are great some, for a little kindergarten yeah. class to go out there at five, you know, fearless. And Noah, you know, um, you're, you went to, uh, your diving became a really big thing too. When you were in, high school and it was right when right when you know everything kind of closed down you were doing diving and you traveled with your diving too right you had a lot of yeah i got to travel before covid luckily um but yeah i got i went to um i went to a couple different diving camps uh one in, was in indianapolis and the other one was in china wow oh wow Hanjing, china yes uh that was, I went to China for around two weeks. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It was pretty, pretty crazy. Yeah. Did you like it? Yeah, I definitely did. Um, it was like really amazing. Mostly like, I think the most amazing part was watching the like Chinese team train. How they're all like, it was just the most, one of some of the most amazing like sports I've ever witnessed. Nice. Don, you had a question before we go. Got to take a break. I was just going to comment, Noah, you're developing into a full-fledged renaissance uh, young man. Uh, kind of reminds me of one of our other co-hosts, Richard Ellsworth. You guys would have a great conversation together. Uh, right, Erica, Dominique? Yes, yes. Yeah, I don't know if I should share the news. We'll wait till next week. R- Richard Ellsworth might have some big breaking news. But we'll see. But I'm not going to be. We're not going to break it here. This <laughs> <laughs> might not be the right time. <laughs> it's 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 in the universe to decide. Uh, well, it's really fun to see you on your journey, Noah. Thank you so much for sharing. All right. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for you, Noah. All thanks right. We we've got something we haven't had in the last couple of weeks. We've got a hooga with Dominique Cackett right after these messages. back 
back, and this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Hello. Welcome back. I'm Dominique Hackett with Santa Barbara Wellness Center, and I love to do uh, what I call a Hackett's Huga moment. And many times I like to share stories. And so a lot of these stories show up in multiple cultures told in different ways, but they share um, things that help us build a beautiful character. And when we have a beautiful character, we attract people in our lives that have beautiful character, and it creates just a, a wonderful, wonderful life. So the story I want to share today is the story about the elephant and the rope. And um, if you didn't get a whole lot of stories as you were growing up, you may not have heard this one. But there is an interesting fact uh, with people who are working with elephants. So mainly we're talking about India and Africa. And if uh, they have trained an elephant to help, like, move huge logs or move huge pieces of um uh, whatever the construction is going on, elephants have helped human beings for thousands of years. It's this beautiful relationship between people and elephants. There's a very interesting thing that a very, very large elephant um, can be tied, and you'll see this if you happen upon uh, a circus that has elephants with it, you'll see elephants tied to a very small rope. And the rope is um, anchored to the ground, this is a very small rope, and it's like, how could an elephant be kept in one place by a very small rope? And so uh, the importance of the story will become obvious after you think about it. But when the elephants are baby elephants, they are trained, and at that time, the small rope is strong enough to hold them as baby elephants. So as baby elephants, they're trained that this rope is going to limit their ability, their freedom to get around. And they learned that the rope is holding them to a particular place and space. And as they grow older, because their minds have been trained that this rope is limiting their ability to travel and that they're stuck in this place, the rope's on them, they continue that memory uh, related to the rope. And so as adult elephants, they continue to respect if they have a rope on their foot and it's anchored to the ground, then they're not going to go anywhere. And thus, a very small rope compared to the size of the elephant is holding them in one place. So the reason why I bring up the story as a huga moment is that I strongly feel that, uh, especially as you're evolving through, teens are going through different relationships and you go through different friendships and um, you have, you start accumulating a lot of experiences. We can, unfortunately, train ourselves accidentally to only occupy a small amount of space, either in our emotional reactions or in our mental reflections about an idea, about a person, about an event. We can limit our ability to actually explore a greater knowingness. And um, what I want to suggest to teens is that to just do a, a gentle review, when you find yourself saying can't, shouldn't, those kind of shut down words, especially when you're in self-talk with yourself, look and see if it might be a situation where it's an elephant with a rope. Oh, Don's got some reflection. 
Yeah. Uh, Dr. Jean is going to be following up after Dawn. That, that's very rich, Dominique. And uh, in, terms of, in terms of looking at that, I like to come from the perspective of literature, which is one of my lifelong interests, along with uh, massage and body work. And, you know, uh, Orwell and Huxley, who wrote the famous 1984 and Brave New World, Orwell was more concerned about uh, restrictions and rights being taken away from us and, and uh, in your face kind of things. Huxley was more concerned with things like your story about the elephant. He was more concerned about we would be deluged with so much information that we would lose the ability to discern what's important and what's not. And it would inhibit us from being able to confidently move about the world. And he, he, he likened it to, he said, the world might become like this giant feather pillow that we kind of smother in. And uh, I think that's very telling. And, and uh, we don't want res- to restrict ourselves by the choices we make. And I also just cracked Henry David Thoreau's Walden again, the uh, chapter on economy. And even he wrote Walden in 1854 in the 19th century. And he was already talking about people who get too encumbered with too much stuff. Instead of experiences and exploration and adventure and ideas, they get stuck on stuff. And uh, he said that, you know, they, they have these turnovers when people die and like the modern garage sale where people come and they get a whole bunch of stuff and then they don't have room for it. So back in 1854, they stored it in barns. Now we have storage facilities you pay for. So young people, you know, keep the ideas fresh, your explorations rich, and and don't encumber yourself with too much stuff as you make your way along. Lighten the boat, oh bhikkhu. <laughs> That's what the Buddha said to his well, monks. Lighten the boat. All right, Dr. <laughs> Dr. Jean. Jean. Oh, I, I love all of those. There's so much rich stuff here, Don. That was really what a great follow up on that, too. Although I'm still kind of like stuck in this image of being smothered by pillows, I, uh, f- feathers in my pillows. I'm like, that's a great image. So um, but, you know, I, I think about this, uh, you know, I, I do like to work with different boundaries. Right. An environmental boundary is one of them. Right. Or looking at you know, what is in your physical space, right? So, I mean, we can look at this metaphorically, but it is so true that if you're noticing that things are piling up around you, it's a really, you know, it's probably likely that this is also what's happening for you mentally, you know, that you can take some action in your physical space to move things around and really see what what's important, what's your relationship to stuff. But I think even before that, it's looking at how do I even come to the consciousness that this rope is not, you know, how do, how do we come to consciousness of that? That's really the first step is going, wow, I, I actually, I can untie this knot. I didn't even realize that. I've been sitting here with this. So, yeah, really uh, interesting uh, levels here. It's, it's like a developmental stage when we discover that I can move from here. And now, look, I, I can I open the door and there's all this space outside. Who knew that I had that much power? So it can be a real empowering thing as well to step into that. Um, you know, moving from one space into another. And yeah, I love really it. And um, as I was growing up as a teen, there were a lot of different times where I uh, couched my behavior by a sensation of shame because I, 
I became ashamed of something because of something I learned from my culture or something I learned from my family. And as an adult, I realized, oh, the shame can bind you. And there's actually a famous book called The Shame Can Bind You. And the the point of this is anytime that we find we've accumulated too much stuff that's not helpful or we've accumulated things that we're allowing to bind us, we don't have the freedom to be authentic. And um, can you talk a little bit, Dr. Jean, about uh, why it is that teens recognizing and being authentic will lead to just a more enjoyable life. That's why the whole car is filled up that we're going to the Goodwill after today, right? Yep. Because that's what you're doing now. You're trying to unbind yourself. (laughs) I'm really excited about that, actually. (laughs) That's nice. (laughs) Seriously. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. So being your authentic self in relationship, you know, I, I think about how, you know, as a, as a teen myself, how I was always getting hand-me-down clothes. And I love to try on clothes from my friends and clothes. My, my, I had an older sister, I have an older sister. And the, each one was like a different personality. And, uh, you know, I could, I could try them on for a little bit, but it was really, you know, figuring out what are the things that were mine, you know, things that this is not me. I remember taking some things and going, you know, I'm never going to wear these high heels. This is not who I am. And being able to sort through Hey, you know, what feels good? What, you know, even clothing, right? Yeah, we put, think about that as putting it on the body. And sometimes you just know this feels right. This shirt feels right. It's also the same sense of my authentic self. Well, who do I feel like I am? Am I actually a little bit more introverted? And I like to be connected with friends who are also a little bit more quiet and like to spend that time together or am I do I want somebody who's going to be you know full of energy and likes to get out and do active things right it's really there's no right or wrong it's just allowing yourself that experience to try on different things different different outfits of different sets of friends all of those things to and I love trying on different sports it's like for teens, especially when you're first getting into high school and stuff like that, wow, try out things that you never thought that you would do. Like, I never thought I would do the track team. Absolutely loved it. There were so many people that I got to meet and interact with that, because uh, I was kind of a nerdy person, that I would never have met in all my other classes. Super. Hey, this is this has been great. Let's do this. Let's I've got the little smooshy sign. We're going to take another little break. This is Erica Salda. Fill up your coffee. We'll be right back after these messages. Radio show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. 
Graham. Welcome back to Teen Sports Radio. I'm Don Sanders, donsmassageohi.com. And uh, I was just thinking we'd, we'd been we'd talking about, I, I was bringing in about literature earlier, about uh, what these philosophers and thinkers from, there's actually, I was, let me finish that first thought, the, the, what they have to teach us today. You know, uh, my, my interest was finally to settle on English literature when I graduated college. And it wasn't, it wasn't uh, for going to law school or whatever. It was just an interest in, in being able to commune with these great minds, you know, like from the 19th century, Ralph Waldo Emerson and Henry David Thoreau were some of my favorite, you know, uh, great, still great sources of inspiration now. And, and you're a jock. <laughs> and, and I was a jock. And, and so, yeah, that's a really curious thing because, you know, we try on different identities, Dr. Gene and all of you have talked about it. We try on these different identities. And if we have any clues as to which one of those paths we're being enticed down, we want to follow, we've got to explore all these different kinds of things, you know? And so for me, I think because I didn't have brothers and sisters or a dad, these uh, surrogate big brothers I had at uh, the university, Stanford it was, you know, they, they cajoled me into getting interested in working out into doing sports. And then I somehow, it was the 60s, you know, and, and uh, Thoreau and Emerson were cultural heroes again in the 60s, you know, so, so I found my way to them. And uh, I've always somehow liked to get my history through literature because it brings something to life. In historical fiction, you can learn about things that are factually correct, but you can have some animation and blood and, you know, life to it. Whereas history, they say history is written by the conquerors. Sometimes history for me was very dry. So, so, you know, I tried to, yeah, I tried to reconcile this person who um, kind of wanted to get close to nature and wanted to explore very much like Noah or like Richard Ellsworth. But then the other side of me was exploring this, what was necessary to thrive in, in being a jock, uh, five sports down to finally a couple sports. But uh, it was it was a tough marriage. It was it was tough to reconcile that one part of me that was trying to grow with that other part of me that was trying to survive. And uh, a famous NFL football coach once said, durability is the cornerstone of athletic greatness. And I had to assess finally that I was not that durable. I had my flashes of brilliance, but I was not so durable. And I didn't want to go through life maimed or crippled from, you know, because I was Two of my sports were rugby and football. And you already so, have a double hip replacement, so you know yeah, yeah, <laughs> what I'm saying? Yes, I have, I have a double hip replacement. And so, <laughs> so, but I'm still, you know, able to do, I'm, I'm very grateful for having connected to the physical, you know, and to being active and to still enjoying sports, the outdoors, hiking, all of it. But I've always, uh, you know, been enriched by going back to these great minds. There's a there's a, a a man who has his offices in Santa Barbara, Lou Marinoff, who has a National Philosophical Counseling Association. You can get certified in this, but you have to do it in New York is the only catch. And and uh, he goes before he goes by coastally back and forth. And uh, his thing is we've all been analyzed too much. He feels and that the great philosophers have much to teach us in terms of practical wisdom for going forward in the modern world. Wow, I love it. Boy, Dominique is interested in that. And then you killed it by saying you have to go to New York. Fortunately, I'm from New York, so maybe that's going to be on the bucket list. They killed it for me, too, because I 
I got in touch with him when I went back to Manhattan on a visit. I said, can you do this online? Or And he's like, no, you'd have to be in New York. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> a typical New York answer. <laughs> I, you know, Don, I don't, I don't think I quite got the piece about that we are psychoanalyzed too much. I, I like it. I'm just not quite sure what you... Can well, you I'm, say paraphrasing, you I'm, I'm paraphrasing um, uh, Dr. Marinoff. His, his, his thing, you know, uh, if, you, if you want to delve more into that, his first book was called Plato, Not Prozac. So, his, <laughs> his, so, so that, was one of, that was one of his first published books. And so I would defer to, you know, go to the source there if you want to, you know, because right. it's, not, it's not a condemnation. It's just saying that, you know, it's, it's not, a, I don't think it's a blanket condemnation of, of course, psychotherapy. I mean, I've, I've utilized that as a tool myself many times. And, and uh, I think that book would elucidate why he thinks we have a lot to learn that we can get from uh, the, the ancient philosophers. Yeah. yeah. See, that's a good yeah. thing. When, when Don Sanders does body work with you, you, you get all this for free, extra. All this conversation. It's great. It's nonstop. I, you feel smarter. You get off the table and you're actually smarter. Okay. After like that 90 minutes. I feel, I feel smarter, Don. I just want you to know that. Mind, body, and spirit. You know, we want to, we want to help people heal the mind, body, and spirit. And it's all interconnected as are we all. And, and so, you know, we, we're finding our way back to that, to that uh, sense of being connected with everything. Dr. G, good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. And that's why I, I think I'm just asking about that point, because I, I find the same thing with somatic psychotherapy that, you know, I also am a lover of Walden and Thoreau and Emerson. And I, I just um, Walden, well, Walden, Walden Pond, right? Like <laughs> I know Walden, um, but good buddy. You know, it, it did when I was in high school reading that really getting that there's something about slowing down yeah. and being in your sensory body, right? Really allowing that connection that when you're paying attention and you're allowing that experience to overcome you, right? That you're you have a natural connection with the the pace of life, and you get a better feel for. Yeah, what is it that the ants are doing, right? And and so that's really what led me into my field was, hey, you know, there are so many fields in psychotherapy, a cognitive, right, mental, uh, you know, an analytical, but there's also right. this body piece that hadn't been integrated really until you know the two two thousand is when it really started weaving back in. So I I just right. appreciate that. right and and yeah and what you're speaking to is um, I I relate to it as uh, the the very important topic of distractions because we're we're just it's kind of like back to that that thing that Huxley was concerned about it's like we are bombarded these very addictive devices you know um, it's very hard to shut them out and just hear your still quiet voice inside and and uh, we we need to make time train ourselves little by little to do that you know because i i think too many distractions uh nikola tesla the famous inventor he 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 wasn't credited for it but he really did uh besides alternating current he developed the radio and and so when asked about the radio he goes yes i invented it but i don't use it i never liked it it distracts me from from deep concentrated thought Oh, wow. How about that? How about that? Uh, you know, in the house, we've got Alex Ramirez. He's been sitting here listening, absorbing it all, understanding it all, because owner of 805 Fitness, that's what he does. He has to get the mind and the body together, because why are you going to do that extra set if you're not focused? Alex. 
How are you guys doing today? Good. Great. Uh, I mean, it's all about that focus, especially when we struggle with kids. I mean, we're talking about these teens. How how hard is it for them to focus? And it's so tough now with social media, the phones, the distractions that we have, you know, talking to a Nikola Tesla, right? He, his distraction was the radio. These kids nowadays have the distraction of their phones and it's tough. And so separating yourself from that is a, is a huge first step to, to get into your space, you know, as we were talking earlier, to, to be in your own body, to observe what's happening to your body as you're moving, as you're training, as you're living this life. Having that disconnect is huge and, and uh, I highly recommend it. I'm going to try to do it this weekend. Just get, get off my phone, just try to stay off social media. Although I need it, it's kind of an oxymoron for my job, my business. Um, so I try to <laughs> minimize it, give myself five minutes, check things, check messages, if, if any, and then I'm off. I'm done. So kids, it's a little harder. I, I can't imagine this day and age, but if they can do it, yeah, they, they can really tap into their own body, their own potential really is what it comes down to their potential. So distractions, minimize them as much as you can focus on you. Hmm. You know, we have friends and it's funny. It's, you know, you're looking at the Instagram and the telegram and all that. And you post, I see all these kids, you know, pics up there and parents is, Oh, they got, you know, 40. I only got a thousand likes, but my daughter got 4,000 likes. I, I can't connect to that at all. I'm like, what are you doing? You know, it's just like, why don't you make a Lego set or something together? It's just, it kind of like validates and, and has this thing that it's a floor for importance. I don't know, Dr. Jean, if, if you're, if you've, you know, dealt with that in, in your practice at all, where people are just trying to build these little, you know, and, and I don't know if they're thinking is because it's going to have some kind of monetary value down the road or, or what, but it's, it's strange to me. I don't get it. I'll never wrap my brain around it. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a delayed reward in some somehow, right? It's like it's it's not really true love and liking. It's not really true connection. It's promise of connection in some way, right? Like you. you're building up your your karma of potential connections, but you know how much are we actually really connecting on on a digital you know framework? It's yeah. it's more. I think we want that much connection. We want to have that much you know, in our lives, but how beautiful would it be if we actually really did have, you know, that kind of presence for each other and knew how to hold that um, rather than it being, you know, like, Hey, look at how many I have, but more look at, look at how connected we all are and how much we really relate to you enjoying your vacation. Right. I mean, that's the ultimate is I'm having enjoyment. I mean, we have, um, you know, in, in our, in our relationships, right. Our close relationships, mother infant right mirror neurons when we're looking at another person enjoying something we feel it in our own body right and so i think that those likes kind of represent that that you know we want that it's just it's just not really doing the trick yeah so hopefully you know i think with these things like what noah was saying right the, the digital cleanse is having more opportunities and i think now that you know we're all out we don't have to be stuck in our homes anymore we need more community events, right? How can we come together? How can we have events where we experience that more often? Yeah. Dominique. I I just want to say to the parents out there, if you feel that your teens are on their devices too much, look at your own behavior. 
And if you are also on devices and are not giving time and space to just the emptiness, emptiness, just allow life to be, enjoy the sunrise, enjoy the sunset together, have a cup of tea and leave the phones behind. Um, that's how we can encourage ourselves to have the real connection. Yeah, since we're in a renaissance, I'm not looking at this section this time right now, out of out of COVID, out of shutdown, out of lockdown, we're in a renaissance. So let's just maybe we can tweak a couple of patterns of behavior since we're coming out now. And maybe we could fix the things that, you know, we once did. Listen, we've got a little bit more show left. We'll be back after these messages. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Got like a minute, a minute, minute and a half left. Dr. Jean, just give some love to somebody. Uh, you know, I want to say uh, thanks to Noah Block and all of the people who are working out at AHA. They just do such a fabulous job for a number of teens over all the years. Nice. Alex, who do you want to say something to? Uh, I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind is my wife because... This weekend, we're sneaking away. It's our 11-year anniversary, so our wedding anniversary. So we're going to go to L.A., take some time, a little R&R. So Nikki, my wife, she doesn't listen to this show. I try to get her to, but she's too busy. Well, she's tur- um, you, you name-dropped her. Maybe she'll listen to this yeah, one. Don Sanders. I want to give a gratitude uh, shout-out to Water Spirits. Man, we're going, we've had this massive heat wave. So not naming names here. I just want to express gratitude for water. Mm. Dominic and I want to just give lots of love to this community, greatest community on the planet to live. Hey, see you next week. Oh, my God.